on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. If my mindset and my capacity is able to achieve a $10 million business, I mean, what else do I need to do or how else do I need to change my thinking to get it to a $20 million business? Because you literally need to reinvent and change your thinking to get to a 10, to a 20, to a 50, to a 75 million, to a hundred million every time you evolve to that next step. Yeah. Because the same guy that got you to a million is not going to get you to a hundred million. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, gathering the kings. Today, I've got Jesse Barlow on the king stage. My man, how you doing? I'm doing great, Chess. Appreciate it. You know, it's it's funny. This is one of the first times I've I've recorded a lot of shows now, and this doesn't happen very often where I have to literally text my guest and go, "Hey, I need ten minutes. I'm sorry." And and the text I got back from you was, "Whew! Thank goodness. Me too." <laughs> and so here we are. I'm I'm excited to talk with another hustler, grinder, mover, shaker. Jesse, tell us what kind of business that you got, brother. And I got I'm in the concrete business. So literally the physical labor put down concrete. It's awesome, man. We, uh, hey, we all have it. We all need it. Oh yeah. No, I mean, literally it's a lot of, it's, it's a huge industry that a lot of people forget. I mean, you're not yeah. going to build a building without concrete. That's right. That's right. You know, and what I know about concrete is that, well, I was 13, 14 and 15 working underneath, underneath the table yeah. and I'm the only skinny kid working with no shirt on because I wanted to tan. You know, because I couldn't, I couldn't get a pool membership. <laughs> we we didn't we didn't have the money for that, uh, but I could work and I could get a tan laying concrete. So I'm I'm laying forms. I'm I'm smooth. I'm I'm trialing. I'm cleaning up the site afterwards as as they made me do all the all the grunt work as a 14 year old. But that's what I know about concrete. I mean, that's where most of us start. Somehow, somehow we just end up stuck in it. Or you know what you know really what I chose to do is leverage that to give me what I ultimately wanted. I wanted to leverage my experience with that. And I've been doing it since I was 14, similar to what you did. You just pack forms, you wheelbarrow, and you just do like some really, really dumb shit. Yep. But for whatever reason, I caught on super quick to it and I leveraged that experience to ultimately get me what I wanted. Do, do I want to get out there and pour concrete every day? No. I mean, it's a lot less stressful than running the business by all that's, means. That's right. It is. It is. But, uh, I always told myself I'm going to leverage my experience to build ultimately what I wanted, which was the business. I always yeah. wanted to be a business owner. You know, that, that kind of leads me into my, my first question. I ask this to every guest and it's, and it's why, like, why are you doing this? Obviously at this level, you've been successful. So, you know, monetarily you, you've, you've achieved what most people out there, including most of our listeners here today that haven't yet. And so you've, you've achieved success. Why are you doing it? Why are you still doing it even at this level? You know, it, it's, I'm doing it because I want to see what I'm capable of. I mean, that's why I do it. To selfishly say, what is Jesse really capable of? 
So I want to see what my potential is, really. Like yeah. nobody says I can't fucking do it besides me. Right. So who's saying, who, realistically, who's going to tell you that you can't do a hundred million other than your own voices in your own head? That's right. So realistically, I mean, that's, that's really what strives and drives me to do more. It's just like, why not? Yeah. Why can't we do it? Who the hell says yeah. we can? My mom. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ridiculous. Once you Ooh, start- like, where did this come? I mean, cause, okay. So this, this like, I don't care about what other people think. I don't even care about what I think. I'm just going to push for the absolute most. Where did that come from? Has that always been in you? Did, did you realize that this was part of you? You know, what started to really, really drive it was I had cancer. Wow. So I got testicular cancer and rocked my world. Like, I mean, some people get cancer and it doesn't really affect them. They just kind of like, well, I'm going to go to chemo and, and whatever. And they don't really change anything about their lives. But for me, I mean, it completely rocked my world. Like, yeah. I mean, it, this, I got it. I was diagnosed at in the end of 2009. Okay. I ended up losing literally everything. I lost my house. Wow. Wasn't able to work. Was like, saw death's door. The, they, they told me chemo wasn't going to work. Wow. They told me, I mean, I didn't want to do radiation because it was just like, it was right on my private parts. I didn't want it to basically fuck everything up down there worse than what it already was. Yeah. So, I mean, I was kind of like, I, I was lost. I mean, really. And so I was really at the bottom of the barrel with it. I mean, ultimately, a lot of really good things come from that. I, you know, I met my wife actually, which is a wow. crazy, crazy, crazy story when I was full of cancer and but ultimately, the cancer gave me the, the like, urgency to, yeah. to be after it because it scared me. I'm like, fuck, I, I mean, I, I seen death's door and it was, yeah. it was coming right at me. So I just had the urgency of like, man, if I'm going to do this, I got to do it like right now. And I just started doubling down. And obviously, this is once I got better, which is about, I started getting my shit together about 2013. January of 2013 is when I'm like, okay, I'm going. Yeah. And literally since then, I was from negative a couple hundred thousand bucks to, uh, you know, I, I did just under a million that first year and I doubled it or tripled it really to 3 million the following. And I just was hammered down, down, down to where, you know, we're on point to do 75 this year. Yeah. Like, incredible. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's a fun, crazy journey, but I think people get too lax with that. They don't take that urgency like shit. We, we're not here very long, but you know, you look back on us, shit 20 years five years years gone like what the hell did i accomplish yeah that's what i was hearing as you were talking it was like the realization of i mean i don't have that much we don't know how much time we have right but in in perspective it's not that much time and if i'm gonna do this what am i waiting on why am i why am i not taking big risks like let's just go for it because what do you have to lose really because you that's you were on that porch of i don't have anything else to lose exactly and I think that's a, a huge advantage where people get a lot of caught up in their minds. You know, they have a family, they have, the, they, they have all these so-called responsibilities right. and they get afraid to take those risks. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've noticed that as I've grown and been married, we just have, we have our first baby. Like, yeah, you get like, get a little bit nervous of like, I don't, I, I don't want to let these guys down or my family okay. down. Yeah. But ultimately. It's it's another huge key to make sure you got a good partner that's going to see. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, key. I would not be where I'm at if I did not have the relationship that I have. 
Yeah. Give us give us just a thirty seconds on how you guys met because obviously you said it was in the most trying time. I mean, so I'm I'm in Utah and and that the I mean I was having a lot of my 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 family, my mom and all my sister are literally in the medical field, and so they were freaking out. Yeah, they, they knew the crying. seriousness. They were they were. They were like, every time I would see them, they would cry. They would freak out. They would, they would be devastated. So I literally left and I went to Alaska to get the hell away. Wow. And I found my wife in Alaska. And just. You guys were just out there in the wilderness making a tent or what? <laughs> we, there was some concrete. I just knew a guy and they're like, Hey, we need some help. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to go out there. And I, I knew this person that knew this person. And I just meeting up and I was super sick, went on our first date and I literally was just vulnerable as can be. I've never been more vulnerable and never more raw. My first date, literally the cancer. So I was just, I, I, I literally told her on my first date, I have cancer. I'm this, this is where I'm at. You know, I did, I had no filters. You know, a lot of people have these filters on on themselves. Yeah. And she was just dumbfounded that I was being so real and raw with her about and vulnerable just where I was at. She was literally the first person that supported me on my journey of cancer. So, I mean, she started doing all the crazy cleanses with me and all this, like she literally was doing it step by step with, and like first, she was my first support. And so it's beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm just from an angle of like the family and of course they're concerned, but, but, but you didn't take that as support. Right. I mean, not, not that they, not that they weren't right. It just, it just what you needed in that moment was somebody like this to like get in the trench with you, walk through the cleanses, you know, be almost not suffering with you, but, but like, kind of like, you know, picking you up as you hobbled. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Just Um, being there and being the emotional support. And trying to figure it out. I mean, because once you already have cancer, I mean, you're behind the eight ball. I mean, you did a lot of little steps to fuck that up to get there. You got to do a lot of little steps to get back. Yeah. Uh, you're just learning. I mean, you're already you're trying to learn what good foods to eat, how to take care of yourself, sleep, all this stuff that severely neglected before I got that. Yeah. Wow. And, and I, I figured it would turn somewhere back to, you know, the, the application of, of how you live your life now. And so I'd love, I'd love to, I'd love to use that. So feel free to stay in that vein of how cancer has impacted you and like the, the things that you eat or the, the health perspective, because those things tie into the business more than most people give credit to. Absolutely. hundred percent. So stay in that vein for me. Like what, what was a good choice or maybe now choices that you're making that helped you really like grow this. I mean, you're talking about $75 million. Like people are going, what? But, but give us some of those, like you just said, it's, it's this, all these little things. Give us some of those little things, whether it's health-wise, business-wise, just kind of give me some several things here that you're doing that maybe nobody sees. One of the biggest things is, is I mean, I, I definitely hired a coach and to help me balance myself. So first thing, I mean, that's, in my opinion, the business is a direct reflection of the owner. 
Yeah. Owners don't give a shit. The way the owners represent themselves is the way that business. That's just my opinion about it. And I doubled down on myself of learning to heal the past, learning to get over my, like all of my mental blocks, my self doubt. And so I literally doubled down on hiring the best coach that I could to just help me work through all of it and help me be able to take care of myself, be able to take care of my wife. And as I'm able to grow in my own capacity, the business grows with, so I'm, I'm, I'm like, why if my mindset and my capacity is able to, to achieve a $10 million business, I mean, what else do I need to do? Or how else do I need to change my thinking to get it to a $20 million business? Cause you literally need to reinvent and change your thinking to get to a 10 to a 20 to a 50 to a 75 million to a hundred million. Like you literally need to reinvent your thinking or change your thinking. Yeah. Every time you evolve that next step. Yeah. Because the same guy that got you to a million is not going to get you to a hundred million. Right. It's not. So the principle here, obviously the changing of mindset, but even for the guy listening who hasn't hit the 1 million mark, even you're still saying that it's in their mind. And as far as like, they could find someone coach or a confidant, whatever, some, someone to help shift that mind yes. set that they so, have. Absolutely. And, and someone there's a thousand coaches out there. A lot of them are shit. Yeah. I mean, you probably see this as much as anybody. It's finding someone that literally inspires you to be better, that literally cares. And you can look right. at them and say, I want to be, I, I can, I want to be where that person's at. I want to think how that person thinks. I mean, not, it's kind of the same principle as far as you're not going to take marriage advice from a broke, from a divorced person or right. Exercise advice from a fat person. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. I'm going to go and listen to a guy that makes a hundred million or 200 million yeah. and understand his thinking process. So, so simple. It's so easy to like what you're saying makes perfect sense. <laughs> but what people often do then is then they just either keep doing their own thing and not, not willing to hear other people. Or they're listening to people, like you said, that just really aren't, uh, I loved your definition, which is inspiring you to be the best version of yourself. Obviously, there's like tactical things that go into being able to do and change your mindset, all that fun stuff. But I think that's a, just a super easy definition for, for the listener to be able to go, okay, does this person, do they, do they make me want to be better? Does, do they make me want to go to the next level? I think that's a huge component of what you're saying. Absolutely. And is that person really in it for them? Or are they really in it for you? Right. Is that coach or is that person or that significant other, are they really, are they really just trying to get money off of you? You know what I mean? To, to consult or to like motivate. I mean, that's fucking bullshit. Right. That's the reality of it. It's like, you gotta be, you gotta motivate yourself. And there's a lot of times motivation is shit. You gotta discipline yourself and you gotta want it. Yeah. The, yeah. Cause if you don't, there's, it doesn't matter if the other person is good or not. <laughs> or bad for that matter. Exactly. It, a lot of it has to come down to your, your own greater or lesser desire. That's what I'm hearing you say. Yes. It's incredible. Hey, Kings and Queens, Chaz Wolf. I want to talk to you about something that's super important to me. 
We put a lot of time and effort, we meaning myself and my team, into this podcast, into the content that goes out every single day. And if you have been getting any sort of value or insight from this, we want it to be able to reach other business owners too. So we would love if you would like, comment, share, leave a review, post, share again, <laughs> all of the things on social media, on all the different platforms, or even on the podcast mediums of Apple and Spotify. We would love to be able to get our content into more hands, more entrepreneurs, so they can grow their business as quick as possible. Together, we are building a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who are committed to growing their businesses to new heights. So let's do this. Let's help each other. Let's help each other grow. Okay, let's flip the coin here. What, what, was, a, what was a decision or maybe a point in time that something you did that, that was not a good decision at all and that you can pinpoint and give us the juicy details of? That was, I mean, I definitely ran into some brick walls by being as, aggress as aggressive as I was. Yeah, uh, to double down, double the business. And I was literally doubling that almost every single year. And, you know, we, we I kept saying yes to the projects or the contracts or whatever I was getting, and they were getting bigger and bigger. And I never realized that it takes a shitload of money that people will have a hard time quantifying to grow a business. When you're, you're out. I mean, for me at the size, I mean, you're out millions of dollars to grow that business, payroll, contracts, yeah. staff, all that stuff that comes yep. in. And there was one year that really I had all of the projects, they moved, they shifted permits, all this other crap. Literally, I had like 10 million start all in one month and it hit, like it hurt bad. It it. I mean, it was to a point where I was starting to rob Peter to pay Paul. Like I was starting to not pay vendors so I can literally pay my, right. my labor, my, my right. payroll. I was communicating with my vendors to where I'm like, Hey, I can get you a little bit this and a little bit this. And I right. knew that right. if I, if I messed up on my, my payroll, I'm fucked. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, how you're going to get the job done. Exactly. So I, I, no matter what payroll was number one. And then I negotiated and I worked it out. I paid payments. I did whatever I had to do. But there was a lot of times like I had no idea how to make payroll. So it, it, it was literally like the night before where, okay, I got this figured out and got in here. And it was like that for a good another six months. It was that way. And it, yeah. I was burned out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. So that's probably... You could say it was dumb, but it's also a really good lesson of how to manage the finances and know what jobs line up where, yep. and how to grow that business and how much money that actually takes. So that was a really stupid thing I did, but also taught me a very valuable lesson. Yeah. I mean, obviously I love the mindset of using it for the greater good inside of that aggressiveness, as you, as you say it, I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> you had $10 million of the project start in one month where, you know, folks listening probably have never done 10 million total in, in their project career or in their client career or whatever. And so the reality here is that I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to pull out some th simple things for the, for the listener, even though it was crazy. Cause I know that moment, I'm actually kind of in one of those moments right now with one of my companies <laughs> where it's like, this all came down to the same week. I don't understand how this is possible, but I'll tell you what it does. What you just described is it literally puts you 
on the edge or out like it, you can't be in the box anymore like it forces you to a place of solution it forces your mind to think differently than you have exactly and i think that's actually what i'm addicted to if i'm being completely honest <laughs> i 100% agree with you and totally I'll, I'll tell you this i've done that from like that's literally what i've done is 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 i was addicted to pushing the limits so i would almost push it, push it, push it, push it until it was literally like last year. I, I was feeling like, okay, this methodology of trying to do it that same way is not going to work from going from 50 right. million to hundred. Like I am yep. told going to screw myself. If I continue to continue thinking that I'm just going to commit to a hundred million and we're just going to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> You got to be a lot more strategic about that. And so that's something yeah. that I've been reevaluating myself, how to accomplish it. Yeah. So I, I get it. I'm 100% addicted. And I know exactly what you're talking about, but I know that your picture, you have to start modeling and changing that way of thinking. 100%. Here, here's, here's the good part that, that you just heard as the listener. That <laughs> Jesse is going to do 75 million and he's, recently come to the conclusion that maybe I should be more strategic, right? Like it, and obviously I'm, I'm, I, I simplified all the way you just said there. I, that's not, I, you've obviously been strategic before now, obviously, but I love the rawness of the authenticity of that because it just, it, it, what it should do is this, it should give permission to the listener. Just go for it, man. You don't have to be like, it doesn't have to be all lined up. It doesn't have to be the right plan. But, but what you do need to do is like get after it and you do need to create something. You got to get the ball in motion. You got to have some sort of a plan. It doesn't have to be perfect. That's what I heard you just say. That's what you just gave permission for everybody to say or for everybody Absolutely. to do. I, I'll tell you the difference with it too. A lot of my people that work for me now, I would commit to it. And I'd say, we'll figure it out. And I was always steadfast at like, we're going to figure it out, figure it out. I don't know how we're going to figure it out, but I know that I'm committed to, and I know my work ethic and I know your work ethic and I know how, I know how we can do it. I don't know how, like, I don't know all the parts, pieces and the steps, but I know that we will figure it out. And so that's what I bet on is I can bet on me. Yep. I think that's where a lot of people here dead on about people just hung up on, on having everything aligned perfectly to make that jump. It's, Shit, I mean, you just you just gotta go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the one of the calls why I was a little bit late is I have a $27 million deal, biggest deal I've ever that that I would be doing. Like he's yeah. coming over at my office to me. I've never done that. It's, big, it's literally like double the, the size of contract that I've ever done. And why not? Who the hell says I can't do it besides me? Yeah. No, that's it's it's a beautiful process. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you just add a couple of zeros to it, right? That's all it is. You do. <laughs> I remember when I remember I'm, you know, I'm in my twenties. I had four franchise locations in two States at that time. And a location came up that I'm in Kansas and Missouri and a location in Florida pops up for sale. And I was the first one to respond like, yep. Let me, let me get the numbers. Let me take a look at it. They ended up going with me because I was the quickest to respond. They, they liked me, you know, the whole deal. And uh, I had so many people be like, can't, 
Kansas City, Missouri. Okay, that makes sense. Like all these together, Wichita, that a couple of hours south, that makes even sense a little bit. It's three hours south. Florida. Why? And my response was, why not? Why not? Who says I can't? Who yeah. says I, why? And I'll tell you what, the 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 benefit of having purchasing, having, and buying, and even an individual location that does a million bucks states away hours away that i cannot get to quickly at all the things that i had to figure out quickly in my own mind and then around the team are invaluable they'll 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 help they'll help you the same things that you learned that that i'm talking about are going to help you figure out the 27 million dollar deal that's it oh totally or, or the the hundred thousand dollar deal that the guy listening right now, he's like, I'm only, I only did five hundred thousand last year, and this guy wants me to do a hundred thousand dollar project, or this is a hundred thousand dollar client that we're trying to bring marketing services to, or whatever. And it's like, you'll figure it out. Like, obviously, there's a there's a little bit of a, like imposter syndrome, right? Like maybe I'm not good enough. Like, t- speak on that for a minute because you're in the moment right now of doing something twice as big. How? But you, you feel capable, but you know you're maybe you, you are, but you're not. But like, uh, yeah, talk about that. You do because you have to sell that client the certainty of like, yeah, I do. I, I am confident. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Is it the biggest? I would admit of like, yes, this is my biggest contract. I'm very confident that we can do this. This is why. This is how we've done it. This is what we've done in the past. And this is why I believe that we can do this easily. Or, or challengingly and, and point out the challenge uh, that you see, that you know is going to be a challenge. And I think the biggest thing is really just talking about it and communicating with that client. Like, yes, this is huge. This is what I'm nervous about. This is what I'm nervous about. This is what I think we could do. This is how we can literally plan it out. Say, yeah. hey, this is what I'm nervous about, but this is what I'm going to do to make sure we compensate for this thing that I'm worried about. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, hundred percent. I I think I think you're you from the beginning. You've lived in this vein of authenticity, right? Even from the beginning, you're like I, you know, my wife just couldn't couldn't imagine or couldn't believe I was being so open. That's just what you just described with a with a client who a a, a portion of his project is twenty seven million. The, the concrete portion just is twenty seven million. Yeah. It's, so it's you have to understand the person that you're talking to is dealing in hundreds of millions. Yes. Okay. So you're, you're, it's a, the, the biggest contract you've ever done. You're talking to somebody who's dealing in numbers three and four times that you're used to. This is only a piece of his overall one project. He's probably got multiple projects and you're going to be vulnerable with this guy is your answer. And I think most people hear that and go, wait, what? I shit you not. The dude loves me because I am. Because that builds trust. Vulnerability builds trust. And so when you're vulnerable with that guy, he can trust you because he knows that you're going to speak what's on your mind, what's going on, how you're feeling about it. And it's, it, it creates a sense of like, I can, I can trust that. Yep. Instead of coming in there, you're, you're acting like it's all good. It's kind of come in with a puff chest of the, the truly the imposter syndrome of, of we got this, no big deal. But reality of it you can you can you get your gut feeling of like this dude's full of shit yeah you you deal with enough people you can start telling when they're full of shit when they're not yeah and 
when you just start addressing those things and create that vulnerability with your clients, being real with them. I mean, to me, that's how you're creating those relationships. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's a huge thing. I think market-wide in any business is have integrity with what you're doing. So if you say you're going to do it, you do it. And you do everything you possibly can to do what you say you're going to do. Now, that's tough as... I mean, that's tough as nails sometimes inside the business because there's so many different things that that's kind of out of your, out of your control. Yeah. But when your clients see you make the best effort that you can communicating with them, yeah. you're, you're going to have a better success rate by doing what you say you're going to do. Yeah. Honor your word, follow up with them, communicate with them yeah. of your follies, what you can do to make it up and be prepared to work your ass off. And do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. Don't go on vacation. If, if you have a fire, like put the fire out. Don't go on vacation. If you have to cancel your vacation, put cancel the damn thing. Or you're going to have to skip your kid's game. Like It depends on really what you want, where you're going. Yeah. For me, that's just the level I'm committed to. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it would, uh, you know, some people will hear that and be like, oh, well, you know, work-life balance and I'm going to be at my kid's game and but I think the, the situation that you're referring to is in the sticky, right? Like say what you're going to do, what you're going to say, or say, do what you say, fulfill what it is that you say you're going to do. And in those moments, when it's a choice of integrity, your word, like that's what you're choosing. You're not choosing the job. You're not choosing the business over the family. In fact, I feel like in that moment, you're actually choosing the family because it's probably your son who's going to take over the business or be associated to your big name. At some point. And so I'm I'm not choosing the business in that moment. I'm choosing what you just said, integrity. Yes. So that the legacy can continue. That's you you're gonna want to show your son or whoever that person is gonna be that's gonna take it over. You want to show them that. They do what you do. They don't do what you say. They do what you do. So if you're being in, in integrity, that's what they're gonna do. If you say it, it doesn't mean anything if you're out of integrity, but you say you need to stay in integrity. You know that if you're having any kids, yeah. say don't touch it, but you just let them do it anyway. I mean, it's bullshit. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we, we've we gotten into some really, really good stuff. I want to transition to our speed round and, and get some a little bit different angled questions here going. The first one is this. If you dwindled your entire business down, Jesse, into one trackable metric, what is it? Labor. Okay. Tell me why. I think you could probably go a couple different ways with that. Uh, that's the biggest influx that, and the biggest variable that I have with inside the business is my labor and my people. Yeah. That's yeah. by far, that's the biggest thing. Inside. Yeah. If you, if you know that number, the rest can be controlled. Yep. Got it. That's good stuff. What book would you recommend, Jesse, that a six-figure business owner read? Five Levels of Leadership. Johnson, okay. awesome book. I love that book. Next book, Keith Cunningham, Road Less Stupid, is an excellent book. I love that book. I love Keith yeah. Cunningham. Great dude. Hits the nail on the head. Yeah. We were just talking about that book a week or so ago, maybe two weeks or so ago in my mastermind and the thinking time yep. that he references in that book and being able to, to specifically not only do it, but, but define it and, and look for it. Uh, so anyway, neither here nor there. Great book. Great, great, great recommendation. Yeah. Awesome. What, 
kind of a, c- continuing the, the mastermind vein there, do you intentionally network or mastermind with other entrepreneurs? I do. So that's part of the coaching and that's part of the group that, that I'm affiliated with, which is Wake Up Warrior. Nice. Uh, and they do, they have a lot, several other entrepreneurs and it is good when you're in your box, you're in the moment, it is good to literally unplug, go to a different state, different environment, different energy, kind of just break it up so you can see yep. that 30,000 foot view and see, okay, realign yourself, where you're going, what you're doing. And you get to just connect with other guys that are literally just like, it's more of a camaraderie instead of competition. And so yeah. it's almost like a recharge, like, okay, cool. And they, you can identify the struggles like you and I and any other entrepreneur, any other person, we have the same struggles. Now the circumstances might be a little different, yep. but literally I'm going to experience betrayal. So are you, so are the, so is the next guy. And how we react to those is what's going to separate us. Yeah. How we react, our thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. The camaraderie, the like-mindedness, all of that, as you're talking, makes me think of some, some deep relationships that I've developed over the years. And, and that's, that's exactly what it is. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's essential that you can go and have someone that can be that sounding for you. Right. Right. All right, Jesse, I got, I got one more question for you. Okay. If you lost it all, what would you do? Start over again. <laughs> right? Like Doing the same thing? I probably would have a smaller version of it if I lost it all. So I can teach my kids the work ethic in a, in a, in a trade because I feel like that's valuable to me and my family. So I, I would want sure. my sons to learn a trade. And then I would probably get more into, I probably would try out a few different businesses. I'd probably try out real estate. You know, I, I think food is going to become a, an essential part of the upcoming, whatever the hell's going on inside of the, our country. So right. I probably dive into some of those, some of those businesses. So cool. you, you wouldn't roll over. It sounds like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to roll over. I mean, no, I didn't think that would be the answer. I, I, I. Also too, I mean, you've been in that position, you know, where, like you said, you were on the porch of what else is left. And so why not go for it? I see that moment being similar to losing it all. I'm here. What do I have left to lose? I might as well just go for it again. Why the hell would you throw away that experience? Yeah. I just spent the last 15 years building all this, doing all this. You want me just to retire and just throw all that knowledge away? Like, I can go build this thing literally in half the time. Right. I mean, because you've already figured out the steps of it. Yeah, literally. Jesse, you've been absolutely incredible. The mindset that, that you're just so authentic about it. It's, it's crazy mindset, but just real at the same time. It's not, it's, there's no fluff in, in that. But I just so appreciate that. How can someone connect with you? How can they find you, get to know you better or ask questions, that type of thing? By all means, definitely look us up. Our company is J-Rock, J-Rock Construction. Um, we are super busy, but uh, you can always find me just on, on Instagram, as well as my, my company page, J-Rock Construction. My name is Jesse O'Barlow is where you can usually find me on Instagram and you can direct message me there. You have the, the contact link on part of my, my website and yeah. we're very, pretty responsive to it. Yeah. So uh, that's good. The best place. Good. Yeah. No, that's incredible uh, that someone at your level would even offer that. So thank you for even being here. 
for offering the value, the authenticity, again, just unmatched. We wish you nothing but success in, in your family, blessings in your business, all of that good stuff. Thank you for being awesome. here. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries, and now interviewing over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight, and nine-figure business owners, is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together one thousand kings specifically who are grateful but not done we're intentionally assembling kings who fight tooth and nail for their business family and communities and here's what we believe that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy so if that relates and and resonates with you and you know that you need people around you sharp qualified other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.